0: Welcome to Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of Generation X. I'm Roseanne Carlo and here we explore the 70s, 80s, and 90s in New York City and the lessons my friends and I may or may not have learned. Thanks for joining me here on another episode of Messy Closet and I'm just calling this one Monday Madness because there's so much going on that it's just I've got to do a whole episode about this one Bit of everything. One bit of everything. Sure. Why not? So, in TV histories, back in the 70s, on November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his wife. Deep down, he knew she was right. But he also knew that someday he would return to her with nowhere else to go he appeared at the home of his friend, Oscar Madison. Several years earlier, Madison's wife had thrown him out, requesting that he never return. Can two divorced men share an apartment without driving each other crazy? And that is the odd couple, famously played by Jack Klugman and Tony Randall. And just so you know, One of my teachers at AMDA was Tony Randall's assistant, right when he was having his like last child in his 70s. And she actually talked about what a really nice man he was and that he was very kind and generous and kind of soft spoken. And she had nothing but praise for him. So I always thought that that was cool, especially being like a kid in the 90s and being close to celebrities that you thought were, like, before your time. So to hear that I thought was great. And also, I once met Jack Klugman in Tribeca. I was attending a show of a friend's son, and he had, like, the lead part in this show. I cannot remember what it was about, but it took place in, like, the 1920s, I want to say. And he was really good in the show. And all of a sudden, you know, my friend and I kind of get, like, this, like, jaw drop wide-eyed look and this man literally looking like Quincy Jones because don't forget he also played Quincy Jones famously walks over to her young son and says young man you did a really great job and I mean I remember his face like lit up because he was being complimented by an adult but he had no idea it was Jack Klugman and then he kind of like waved to everyone and said hey how you doing quickly and have a good night and walked away and it was just like surreal but amazing. Back in the 80s, they tried to revive The Odd Couple with The New Odd Couple, which aired on ABC from 1982 to 1983, and this time it was starring two African-American actors, Desmond Wilson as Oscar Madison and Ron Glass as Felix Ungert. I'm going to have to look this up because I feel like I remember it, but I don't. So I've got to check like YouTube and some archives for this and update you on the new Odd Couple that ran in the 80s. And a few years back, from 2015 to 2017, there was yet another reboot of The Odd Couple. And this time it was starring Thomas Lennon as Felix Unger and Matthew Perry as Oscar Madison. It also starred Lindsay Sloan as Emily. Yvette Nicole, wait, I lost her name. Yvette Nicole Brown, she played a character, oh boy, where'd she go? She played another character. So there were like a few, I guess, new characters on there. Oh, she played Danny. Wendell Pierce played Teddy. So there were like, a few new characters, Terry Hatcher was on it. She played Charlotte. It really just goes to show you that these other shows lasted like a year or two. And although the actors were all great, although I don't remember the 80s one, and I'm sure that they were, but you just can't recreate that original magic. I don't even think you can recreate it in reboots, to be perfectly honest. So to the Odd Couple, November 13th is a big, big date. And I just mentioned Matthew Perry, and he had his, he had his um, biography, his autobiography came out. And I'm just kind of surprised by a few of the things that were, were in there and his comment about Keanu Reeves. So Matthew Perry was born August 19th, 1969 in Williamstown, Massachusetts. And he's best known as Chandler Bing on Friends. So he writes this autobiography um, and he said something about, I'm paraphrasing, It was something about like River Phoenix dying and why did he, someone so genuine die if there's like a Keanu Reeves in the world? And like, I don't even think Keanu Reeves' social media is like, I don't know. He's according to everyone that's met him, he's like a nice and genuine guy and I'm not saying like Matthew Perry isn't, but it's just very very strange considering I don't even think they've like been in a movie together and it doesn't seem like they've worked together ever to say something like that. But also I know that Matthew Perry has been through quite a lot. He talks about his addiction and getting over it and you know, how hard it was for him and how you could see his addictions morph as his appearance changed on Friends. So, you know, I'm not here to bash anyone. I was just like surprised because, you know, Matthew Perry doesn't seem, well, nobody's what what they seem, I guess. So I don't even know what I was going to mean by that. But also Keanu Reeves seems really nice, but who knows? Maybe there's some mystery behind it that we know nothing about. Time will tell in news I could not wait to talk about, and obviously my psychic powers were on with my Christina Applegate episode because she now has received her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and literally had I waited a week to give her her appreciation podcast, that would have been in it as well, but so well-deserved. It was the first time we've seen her since she made her announcement about having MS, She said she gained 40 pounds. I did not even see it. She said she walked with a cane, which she did, and she looked graceful and beautiful. She was barefoot. She looked so happy and she just should celebrate every moment of this. So, yeah, it was her first public appearance and quote Christina Applegate. I've had a really interesting life. The life started as being a little girl waiting in line to see the first Star Wars on this very street, at this very theater, looking at this star, these stars on the street going, who are these people? What did they do? Did they do something right? Did they do something wrong? Whatever it is, I want one. I effing want one. And I was five years old. So this day means more to me than you could ever possibly imagine. And her TV family, Katie Segal and David Faustino and her Dead to Me co-star, Linda Cardellini, were there. And it was just heartwarming and beautiful. And it's so well-deserved. And congratulations, Christina Applegate. I am so happy for you. We also learned that... Before Aaron Carter's passing, the housekeeper he had hired and taken in was homeless, and I think that that's so beautiful because at one point I was homeless and it would have meant the world to me if anyone would have helped. It just seemed like he had such a kind, kind heart, and if you want to hear about Aaron Carter. Check out my most Gen X podcast ever with Sean and Drew from Most Millennial Podcast. And they actually mention Aaron Carter on their podcast a lot being millennials. So check them out and give a follow. Cher is dating a man 36 years her senior. She's a fucking queen. Oh my God. She's just an icon. I love her. I've loved her ever since. The Sunny and Cher show, because she stood on stage with her dark eyes and her darker skin and her long dark hair and her high cheekbones. And I said, Wow, she looks like me. And ever since, I've just been completely obsessed with everything that she's done. So, Cher, you're the best. I just, I just adore everything that you do. And I love that right now, you are in the prime of your life and dating a man that's 36 years younger props to you it's beautiful it's fantastic L'amour. jay leno was in a car fire and he's recovering from burn injuries from a gasoline fire and there was an accident oh and his hands too so his hands and face were burned from gasoline in a garage fire over the weekend And according to CNN, he is in good humor and is touched by all the inquiries into his condition and well wishes. He wants to let everyone know that he's doing well. And he is at the best burn center in the United States. Jay, that's crazy. I'm sorry. I really wish you well. And I hope that you have a very speedy recovery. But laughter is the best medicine and you're pretty funny. So I think you'll be okay. I just do wish you well. So, yeah, I don't even know where to begin with this Kanye-Michael Rapaport issue, but you can hear my thoughts about Kanye's remarks a while back, his anti-Semitic remarks on the episode, So Kanye Canceled Himself. So, Kanye states his feelings, I'm getting this off of the TMZ website, when he said... I'm gonna treat you like I treat Make Mill and Puff Daddy fam Yo F you Michael Rappaport You don't know what a crackpot is, fam. I ain't no crack baby. <sighs> okay. So I just am I, I, I just I just don't understand. Like, what is happening? Um, people are saying it's a fake voicemail on Reddit. And like, there's conspiracy theories about that. And it just seems like, I I mean, is he looking for attention? Is this like a cry for help Kanye I'm talking about? Um, I just don't, I just don't get it. So now apparently according to the jerusalem post michael Rappaport is mocking kanye west by saying jumanati is real so at least he has a sense of humor about it but this is going a little bit beyond like harmful it's getting into like serious serious like weird dangerous stalker obsession like and what's with the defcon like don't you need an army to go defcon on someone kanye is like a one-man army i have to say i was not at all a fan of the kardashians when they first came out but watching them become mothers and watching like that motherly instinct of theirs take over I'm like really impressed with all of them and the things that they've built and like what they can do for their kids. And I think it's great. And I, you know, didn't agree with Kim Kardashian wearing Marilyn Monroe's dress to the Met Gala. But again, that's none of my business and not my choice. But I do really, really have to give it to her for protecting her kids the way that she did because. This is this is dangerous rhetoric and children should not be about, around that and kudos to you kim kardashian for taking care of your children first speaking of things kim took care of apparently her ex the uh, comedian pete davidson is dating emily ratajkowski and they've been spotted together and he's been linked to Ariana Grande, Kate Beckinsale, Kim Kardashian, and now Emily Ratajkowski, if I'm even saying that right. Now, maybe it's a millennial thing. I don't know, but I don't get the appeal. I mean, I know that people think he's like, talented and funny. And I just, um, I, I just, I'm not a fan. I just haven't found him to be appealing in any way, whether it's entertainment wise, or looks wise. And I'm just wondering if he's that guy that uses insult comedy to chip away at a woman's self esteem so that she'll date him until she finds out what a dick he actually is. I'm just saying this because he's from Staten Island. And I've met some people from Staten Island. No offense to all the people on Staten Island, but if you know the guys I'm talking about, you know. So I'm just baffled by the whole thing, and I don't even know. And you know, one of the things that I don't like about Pete Davidson is he keeps talking about how his father died on 9 11, but there's so many people that are still suffering, people I know, people I know well, that are still suffering from that day. And I haven't seen him do anything for any 9 11 victim, but I've seen him whine about it. And on 9 11, He was like presenting at an awards show. Shouldn't he have been at the towers, at the memorial, trying to help save the 9-11 museum? That dude from Impractical Jokers, what's his name? Q. He was a firefighter. He does everything still, Tunnel to Towers. Like he's philanthropic when it comes to that. Pete Davidson's all about the fame and getting some hot ass, and I'm just not here for it. Not here for it, not a fan. And of course, we have Daniel Radcliffe reacting to Alan Rickman's diary saying that he didn't see him as much of an actor, but he would undoubtedly direct and produce, to which Radcliffe responded, I would love to definitely directing, and he said producing seems like all the hard parts of the industry without any of the fun, so I don't really have any interest in doing that, But yeah, I would love to direct, and this is from the E! News website. And in the saddest news of the day, John Aniston, the Greek-born American actor, best known for playing Victor Kiriakis on Days of Our Lives for many, many years, and also the father of Jennifer Aniston, has passed away, and tomorrow's episode will be dedicated to John Aniston and his life and his legacy and I'd also like to talk about Joseph Mescalo who played Stefano DiMera.